from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast where each week we take your brilliant prompts and spin them into original fantasy characters, populating a shared universe one story at a time. And yes, that took me three times to say, but it I'm sure going to edit out the first two tries. It sure did. It, uh, it took us a while to get there, but we got we crossed the oh, bridge. God, doing a podcast is hard. Who knew? It's it's tough. It's tough work. <laughs> Jeff, what is getting you excited this week? Let's dive right in. Uh, let me tell you about the last few days. Um, okay. I've had a pretty eventful couple days. Okay. Uh, Jen and I uh, took a trip. We took an actual vacation. I, uh, I unplugged from everything work-related and podcast-related and games-related and just unplugged for a few days. Yeah. Uh, we went to Asbury Park. Fuck yeah. It was great. It was lovely. Walked the beach. It was great. It was off season. We walked the boardwalk. Like all the like stands were closed and there were no crowds, but like the stores were open. So like we got to see some lovely, we got to see the ocean and the beach and the boardwalk. Uh, it was fantastic. And That's incredible. Then Monday night, we watched a wonderful wrestling show. It was uh, Game Changer Wrestling Curtain Call, which is their last show before three of their performers went off to one of the, the big companies with a television deal. Damn. So they had, like, left. They were leaving their company, and this was, like, their thank you, goodbye show to the GCW fan base, which is why we went out there was because we, we had been fans of GCW for a long time, and we said, let's go out there and, like, see these performers off. So, like, we were there for the show. It was great. We tried some breweries. It was just, like, a lovely couple days. And, like, I love wrestling, and I love the boardwalk. I... I, I feel like I, I, I Aaron, I, I feel like it's probably clear based on how many carnival hucksters are in this show. Yes. But I love the boardwalk. It is no secret that I the boardwalk off season is one of my favorite things in the world. You feel like you are it, you feel like it's just yours and it's kind of yeah. like seeing Disney World without the lights on. You know it's what I mean? Just, like which is cool. It's cool when you're right by the ocean. So that's that's magical. It's a magic. It was. It was like. It was the perfect like weekend getaway. Even though it was a Monday and a Tuesday. Yeah, of course. But like, it was perfect. It was just a lovely experience. I came back, you know, visibly, visibly de-stressed and relaxed. Like it was refreshing and lovely and emotional, and just a beautiful couple days. Gosh, I love boardwalks and I love wrestling and I love I love beach food. I got a hot dog. Fuck yeah, it's great. I feel great. Um, what's got me jazzed up this week? Um, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Fucking nothing. I don't feel joy. Wait, I, I have something that jazzes me up. I was in Princeton yesterday, and it's, Princeton, New Jersey is, fa well, fa first of all, I was only in, like, the main drag of the university, and I walked around the campus and, like, looked at it, because it's essentially a fucking castle from, like, 1748. Right, yeah. Have you ever been? I've never, I've never been, but I've ridden the train through it. So I've seen Princeton Junction, which is like I think on maybe on the outskirts of Princeton. You and I have been to Princeton together. Did you know that? Have we? 
Yeah, we went out. We went to this place called the Ivy. It's a bar. We were out there in Princeton once, many moons ago. Was this my? This wasn't my bachelor party. No, no, no. We went to New Brunswick for that. Right. But this, you've been there. It was just at night, so you didn't get to see the castles, and we didn't go right. walk around the campus. Yeah, I don't remember this. But I want everybody right now to Google image like Princeton's campus and look for like the castle images. Because it, it it was kind of like this perfect fall day where I'm walking around, I'm looking at castles and, you know, this Hogwarts-ass wizard school shit. And it really made me enjoy the fact that, like, right now, I'm kind of leaning into this, like, voiceover thing and, like, really getting in touch with my imagination. And, like, really enjoying writing and talking about fantasy bullshit. And it was just cool to immerse myself in, like, the kind of things that get my imagination running. That's the um, best. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And yes. like, I've been, I was doing a lot of the same, like, over the weekend of like, with now that, when, like, once I consciously, like, turned it all off and was like, I'm away from everything, I spent a lot of time being like, thinking about like, what's it, what's got me excited? What's got me jazzed up? And I walked away with a lot of like, potential projects and like stuff that might be fun to do down the road so like it was good it was invigorating yes exactly it's that wonderful feeling when you're truly like relaxed and de-stressified you know you can really take a breath and get back in touch with like what gets ideas and fun good creativity percolating in that head which leads us of course to the prompt this week um, I told you yesterday to start thinking of what did I say? I said, get your brain churning about castles and shit. And I sent you pictures <laughs> because the prompt this week is a penguin and a hat. It's a penguin and a hat. So this hat, Jeff, I got to talk. Right. About so hat. talk to me about the hat. Let's talk <laughs> about the hat. Let's talk about the penguin. Jeff, who's that prompt from? From you. <laughs> it's from me. It's all about Jeff. Um, so the prompt this week is from Magical Girl Kira on our Discord. Hi, Magical Girl Kira. Hey, Alice. And the prompt is, she stands atop capitalized the hill, feeling the wind pulling at her clothes, watching the lightning arc in the distance, and listening to the call of the sky. Dope. Beautiful. Beautiful that's, prompt. That's a really stunning prompt. And I, of course, I, I had an idea, had a prompt, right. I had an idea right. pitch. So the hill is quite capitalized, so it made me think of Iron Hill. Sure. And she's listening to the call of the sky, meaning Arthur. Okay. I'm thinking that before Iron Hill, before, like, Jeremy was born, before Iron Hill was Iron Hill, you mentioned a long time ago that there's a castle in Iron Hill that Big Jeremy does not live in, but right. Arthur did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we kind of explored it a little bit in the, um... God, if you can tell me you're piece. a god. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because we, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, right. we had talked about, like, we set that in a castle, and then later on we talked about the fact that Jeremy lives in a house. Yes, not in a keep. Yeah. So I was thinking that long ago there was, like, the Iron Keep, I don't know, the Iron Hill Keep or something, and it fell under siege by monsters or something, and it was defended by, like, what would we've said? And I was thinking about Pumpkin Jay, because welcome all also to, like, this is, we're, we're in, that's October 2nd. We're in spooky month, Jeff. All right. We're going to get spooky a little bit. Is this in all my spooky children? The only time will tell. We'll find out. We'll find out. But what I was thinking is, is that, like, the castle came under siege and, like, Arthur had knights. We've said this a bunch in 2016, that, like, Big Iron Hill had knights. But we've never talked about what those are, what it means to be one, you know, like a bestial knight or an Iron Hill knight, the Iron Legion or something. I don't know. But, like, being a knight of Iron Hill 
What does that mean? Right. I'm thinking that this was one that, like, the castle's under siege, and she heard the call of Arthur, like, you know, calling them to battle, maybe. Hmm. What do you think from this prompt? Because I have an idea of how we find her, but I, mm-hmm. that was just the first image that popped into my head. Uh, all of that, I mean, I'm feeling all of that, and I'm yeah. kind of just, like, riffing on names and stuff. <laughs> That's all right. In God. my head, I'm just, like, <laughs> bouncing around, like... I'm just kind of bouncing here. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, right please. now, it just, like, ideas are bouncing, and, and I'm trying to come up with a cool name for the Knights of Iron Hill. Like, something that, like, bounces off of, that, like, hits me and, like, feels right. Okay. And I'm just, like, thinking. And I... I just give the listeners a peek behind the curtain. Like, what are some things that are, like, you know, we don't really talk about the sausage being made yeah. when we do this, but, like, what right now is actually in your head? Right now, it's like, you said Iron Legion, and I don't love that. And no. so I'm, like, bouncing around. I, I want it to feel a little bit extra. Okay. Something, like, dramatic. You know yeah, what I mean? Of course. Like, because there's the Knights of Dragon, and I don't just want it to be that again. And I want no. it to have a little bit. I I like the idea that if it's if it was Arthur that it should be something a little bit big and boisterous and loud. Yeah, it's a very like grandiose production. So what I'm going to say is it is the just kind of and riffing off of the idea of like the sky. Okay. I'm going to say that it is the uh crackling bolts or the or the emerald bolts or something like that. I do like the emerald bolts a lot. I like crackling bolts as well. Fuck. Which one do you want to pick? Or the the blades of crackling thunder. Ooh, that is very good. That's a lot. And then they and just I dig shrink. It. They just they call themselves just the blades. Oh, oh, baby. Or do they call themselves the thunder? I mean, what do you think? I like bringing the thunder. I like yeah. them being the thunder. And like you know, he calls the thunder, meaning like he's he's summoning his legions of yeah. you know soldiers or warriors, whatever. His Power Rangers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the thunder... What is it? The Crackling the Thunder? The Crackling Thunder. I think they called... The, yeah, the Crackling Thunder is what they call themselves, but if you bring the thunder or call the thunder, you are calling upon the Legion. So, just a quick, the fastest recap, if you're recently joining us on All My Fantasy Children, Arthur, many millennia ago, was the king of the Beast Folk, a grandiose aardvark person, and... Uh, Pre-Iron Hill in the Age of the Five Jeweled Crown, he had a legion, a group of knights or warriors or something, we will figure that out, that were at his disposal, that were like his squad, his crew. Because we said Jeremy's a squire, that means there's knights, and that means that these were, this was the team. This was yeah. the A-team. Yeah. You know, the Crackling Thunder, you know, was his, like, you know, was his, it was his sword arm, you know, yeah. or was his something, we don't know yet. And we know from the prompt, she stands atop the hill, the hill being Iron Hill, feeling the wind pulling at her clothes, watching the lightning arc in the distance and listening to the call of the sky. The first image that gives me is that something is coming to Iron Hill, and I don't think this is about the battle. No, 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 no. It's something like way before that. Like predates fucking history, basically. And, you know, it was like the first time that the thunder maybe met. Is or she, like, is she the first blade of crackling thunder i'm down with this is the the call of the sky and the arc of the lightning is that what i'd like for us both to do this episode i think is if 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 there's something that we're riffing on if there's something that we're playing with let's let's spell it out and peel back that curtain a little bit yeah yeah i'm down with that so there's a specific thing in the fantastic four issue one from 1963 Mm -hmm. 63 or 61 i don't fully remember 
There's a thing from the first Lee and Kirby Fantastic Four comic where, like, the Fantastic Four are, like, out in the city. Or this might not be the first issue. This might be a, like, a thing. But, like, it is literally, like, a, a four beacon appears in the sky and they're all just, like, out and about. And they're like, oh, I'm getting called to work. I have to go. And I like this idea that, like, this is the first time that, like, a bat signal or something has, like, appeared. Yeah. And that 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 feeling, right? Like, that arc yeah. of lightning, that crackle. There's something supernatural about that where it is heard and seen by the people that need to hear and see it to know that they need to converge to do X. Th- that's, what I like about that is in in stories and in stories of heroes, the first time that it's called is there is no order. It's just people who answered the call. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not a team yet. It's just like, you know, Arthur may have sent the beacon out, called the, you know, called for aid, something, and people showed up. Or it's just like everybody was just fighting back to back. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. people were just fighting for something. And after that, they're like, wait a minute, we can be, you know, the watcher of the keep. You know what I mean? We can be, mm-hmm. a, we can be a fighting force that keeps the city safe. Because if this is like prehistory, this is just like a bunch of beast folk and like a settlement, you yeah. know, and maybe they find a keep. Maybe Iron Hill was founded by Arthur being like, there's a shelter, like there's a castle that's empty. We can take it. Mm. Like, you know, what if we moved in and then like lightning cracked and like maybe whoever was in it came home and they had to like, maybe like win it from them or something. Mm. I don't know. No, that's a little bit steely of like yeah, someone's territory. I'm not feeling. I'm not. Okay, super, let me go back. It, no, no, no. I'd say leave it in because I think that's good. This is this is what I mean. This is like I think a good thing to like feel back the curtain on. Yeah. Is, like. There's sometimes we say a thing and it doesn't it doesn't feel right or yeah. it feels like it's the wrong tone. So and you know, as it comes out, you're like, oh, oh, I see what that's you're like. A no, bad that's... trope that we don't want. That yeah, we don't want that. yeah. So like, what if instead? I love the idea that that and it it's because and this is the thing we've talked about before, right? Like magical bullshit. Yeah, of course. I love the idea that the castle's just there. Yeah, of course. Like that's just cool, and it doesn't necessarily have to have an owner. No, it can just be there and it's and they mysterious. Just find, like, they just find it and it's just, or like, yeah, they just find find this thing and, you know, it's it's this weird supernatural thing that is just always there and that's why it's called Iron Hill because there was the Iron Keep. Can I give you a pitch? Yeah, please. Maybe instead of what I shittily pitched before of them, like, taking it, what if that's where they retreated to and that's where they made their stand from something? I love that. That's cool. I'm into like that. Like, they were, they were being, you know, the Beast Folk, or, we're talking early, like, literally in our history, it's like, you kind of just appeared. Like, you imagine, yeah. like, waking up, and you're like, what the fuck? And you're an Iron Hill, like, and you're a person, you know? And, you know, everybody's, get, like, meeting up, and they're making communities and small settlements, and the settlement's growing and growing, and they're like, we, we should move somewhere, like, where we can set up, like, a city city. You know, and maybe they were just set upon by something, you know, initially, and they had to retreat. And, you know, in they see the castle in the distance and Arthur's huddling people in. And then, you know, those who could fight or those brave enough to battle just stood their ground and defended the Iron Keep. I love that. I'm into that. That's cool. And this is just one of those people who or, stood. Or. 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 What if. We're getting, we're going to get real, I'm going to get real heady with this for a second. Please do. What if this, what if this, 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 this woman, because it says she, her in the 
prompt, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. okay. Just making sure. Um, what if this woman was, for lack of a, like, what if this woman, when she's watching, she's seeing the arc of the lightning and hearing the call of the sky and standing atop the hill, what if she is some level of supernatural guardian figure? Oh, fuck. That is wow. already within the castle. Oh, cool. And like is witnessing this, uh, you know, this supernatural flight, so to speak. Okay. Does she help them? I want to say yes, because I want to say the Blades of Crackling Thunder are, like, in her honor or in her memory or, like, you know, forged from her power or something like that, where, like, there is power that comes from her specifically that, like, echoes on through the years and through the eons. Can I give a pitch then? Because I saw something in Princeton that was very interesting to me that I wanted to... I was thinking of like, you know, when you see something, you're like, how the fuck can I incorporate the, or incorporate that into something? And there's this one square where it's like an old school, like plaza courtyard thing. And there are some statues in these little like huts. Like they have a little roof and they, they're perched on like, and it's like a full size statue of like presidents and religious figures. Some of them are empty and some of them are not. And it made me think of, like, them getting up and, like, walking or, like, they come to life or they were destroyed by something. What if she is, like, the statue in the center plaza that, like, defended the keep against this threat but was destroyed? Like, you know, this this big sentient, I don't know if it's a statue or spirit of the keep embodied, you know, uh, a giant stone person or something. I don't know. I, I love that, and here's what the pitch that I want to bounce back to you with. Okay. What if she was not destroyed, but simply, like, you know, pulling a little bit from, and um, and peeling back the curtain, I'm going to throw a thing to differentiate this a little bit from Madame Mysteria, but, like, what if she just, you know, in one fell swoop, like, saved the people from Iron of Iron Hill from something, and then was gone, and her, like, magical presence... Because now I'm going to pull on a thing that, like, I've had questions about for a very long time. Okay. Her magical essence imbues Arthur's blades. Oh, baby. And therefore, and therefore the blades of Crackling Thunder are literally the bearers of magical items that are imbued with the guardian spirit of Iron Keep and Iron Hill and are therefore, like, you know... You know, levels of uh, of an Excalibur or like a magical object that is bestowed to a specific person. Like these are not necessarily oh. all weapons, but they are no. things that are gifted to a certain oh. person with a certain God. like. I love a good obs- magical item. I am obsessed. I that literally the segue that I was going to make. Le- okay, so what you're kind of describing is the Knights of the Round, essentially. If each one had a magical trinket that was essentially a piece of this presence, yeah, a piece of this entity where it's like, you know, Haradra's crown, you know, you get that. And someone has the, her blade of tranquility. Someone has her boots of spider climb. You know what I mean? Like yeah. bits and pieces. And each member of the Blades of Crackling Thunder get a piece of that. Okay, one, how dare you? What did it? Why? Because how dare you drop boots? I, I, I caught that. I know. I know you made boots of spider climbing. Did did you make those or are they an no, item? No, no, no. Um, those are a real. Ma- okay, so here's uh, story time. You you mentioned it recently in an episode where you can trade boots of spider climbing for <laughs> Mountain Dew, and they get. But 
Uh, that's story time. This is a chill episode. That's, that's a thing that happened. I I yeah. came into a dungeon like my first D and D campaign with Aaron and our friends. Like I came in, I sat down, I had my campaign notes, and like I threw a challenge at someone at a friend of ours, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna climb on the wall with my boots of spider climb." And I went, "Where did you get boots of spider climb?" Oh, I sold it to a, I like I sold I bought some Mountain Dew for our friend who was the DM before, and he just let him let us have them, so I just have them now. And I was like. But no. Yeah, they all had what? magic dragoon armor that gave them plus 10 to every stat because they kept buying treats and snacks for the previous DM. And keep in mind, this was my first time playing Dungeons & Dragons, so I'm, like, missing. I don't know what to do. I'm just casting Fascinate as the bard. Everybody else is like, I attack with my plus two Vorpal sword. I'm like, where the fuck did you get that? <laughs> I, I traded it for I traded it for some tasty cakes. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, anyway, like I love the idea that these items are like. Did you call her Haradras, or was that? Did I miss? Did I miss? I said that? I said Haradras Crown, but it doesn't have to be her name. I love Haradras. I think that's a great name. Haradras Crown, cool. I'm down. Or just Haradras, I think, is a cool. Like that's a cool name for like a, a supernatural being. Great, dope. Okay, so my second, my pitch for you for this episode was going to be. I got a new book called Arcane Artifacts and Curious Curios by Madeline Hale, author of Table Fables, that is literally books of magical items. You know I you know I do. Okay, and we I have post-its on Her Address the Storm Weaver. Fuck. Fuck. God damn, that's bomb. And we'll roll on what essentially makes what what she wears or what she has that was then gifted to we don't have to go through all of them, but we can go through a couple, and we'll just yeah. talk about Horadras and who who she is and what she kind of, like, stands for and why is she there. We'll figure yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Start. Let's just start out. Let's just dive in. Um, let's go for chapter one, jewelry. Can you give me a D100 for a magical piece of jewelry? And some of these, like, aren't... Some of these aren't like, you shoot lightning bolts every time you burp. Some of them are, like, pretty moderate, and that's why I like the book. I got an 85. So this is a very interesting role. 85 is the circlet of the crow queen. Appearance, a rugged crown made of black feathers and copper wire. The enchantment allows the user to polymorph into a crow at will. Oh, Haradris, the crow queen, the storm weaver. I, here's the appealing. Clearly she's a bird. I love, yeah, yeah, of course she's a bird, a bird or a bird person or something to that effect. But like, I just love. I love supernatural beings that have, like, a billion names. Yeah, oh, yeah, where they just keep having titles that just yeah. go on and on. Haradris, the Crow Queen, the Storm Weaver. Damn. You know, or the, yeah, like, the Weaver of the of the Lightning. You know, a Guardian of the Iron Keep, you know, Forger yeah. of the Iron Keep, things like yeah. that. Damn. Okay, so that's the magic piece of jewelry. That's the crown on her head. And, like, so she's she was a queen then. Mm-hmm. Of what? Of the Iron Keep. But, like... Were there people in it? Or was she just, like, the person who, like, found it first or something and, like, immortalized herself or something? Or does no one know? I think she was literally a statue. Like, that's the thing, is that to a certain extent, like, why she, what she was queen of is, who's to say? Like, I like, I love the idea that she was just a statue in the garden Mm. that, like, came to life in awe-inspiring power, right? Like, in this moment of where she was just this awe-inspiring supernatural being, you know, watching yeah. uh, watching the people of Iron Hill flee from tangled assassin's vines, right? Like, yeah. the, the wood itself was trying to, do, trying to tear these people asunder, and she watched this, and 
stone cracked and oh. suddenly, you know, there was a, a a murder of crows descended upon the wood and each one turned into lightning and struck down and the wood burned and, you know, she imbued these items with electricity and fire and suddenly her crown was there and the person that put it on could commune with and channel the power of a, of a crow and turn into a crow and talk to crows and do crow stuff. I love what when you mentioned that um it came as like a need like when only it was just a statue in a castle garden but yeah. then when the resident the future residents of Iron Hill were fleeing and running from these assassin vines something caused the stone to crack that desperation that need for help caused the the great Haradris to you know call the crows down with a crown mm-hmm. you know wow I dig this oh my god Okay, next, we have uh, clothing. Roll me a D100 for her magic clothes. Hey, Aaron. What? Do you want to guess what number I just rolled? Is it 69? It's 69. Nice. Nice. Oh, my God. We're so cool. (laughs) Look, don't judge me, okay? Don't (laughs) judge the joy that I feel in my heart when I roll a 69. (laughs) Okay, Jeff, but really? I feel like this is fate. The cloak? I shit you not, y'all. The cloak of iron feathers, a simple black cloak that is covered in layer in a layer of long silky feathers. Enchantment: When a feather is removed, it hardens and can be used as a two d six projectile weapon. Though the feathers shatter after one use, and the one d six feathers regrow overnight. So this is even furthermore on so this. So she is bird wearing theme. this. This. So the statue is wearing this feather cloak. It is wearing this crown. The desperation need comes. She bursts forth, you know, thorns of iron, right? Like iron feather blades are throwing down. Each one is being struck by lightning as she calls down the thunder. Birds, oh. birds of lightning are are crashing. It is, it is, you know, it is this moment where the people go, oh, God, I, I hope that she's on our side. <laughs> yeah, this, this tornado of blade feathers is swirling, and they're acting as a conduit for light, like lightning rods, and they're just cracking, and think, like vines and plant beasts are being caught up in this horrible squall tornado storm of crows that are everywhere screeching and squawking, and lightning is blasting things away, and the people of Iron Hill are just running and running, and like lightning is cracking right next to them, but no one is scathed, no one is harmed, and like you said, they're like, oh god, I hope this is on our side, and some people I feel like would say, like, Something supernatural is happening. This isn't just a light. Clearly, this isn't just a lightning storm. <laughs> this ain't never lightning storm. And then there's, there's one person. Seen. There's one person that's like, nope, just a lightning storm. Whoa, this weather is crazy, isn't it? What's going Running. on out here? <laughs> this region is wild. Just, oh my god, this weather certainly did take a turn for the worst, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this one person is just um. And I, for some, I don't know why I've decided in my head that this is Barney, Barney Barber, I think was his name. The Barney rival Barber was Barber like the Big, wolf that lives, yeah, across from Big Jeremy. I just, for some there. reason, picture him running along and just elbow nudging people and be like, weather, right? And then just running past. I don't know if it was, if it was <laughs> Barney or if it was his grandfather or like what the relation is. But I feel like there's some kind of connection between the one person that's just like, well, this is wild weather to the person that eventually opens a do not talk to me barbershop. I am obsessed. Big similar energy there. Big similar energy there. 
Damn. Okay. So, uh, oh, there's a whole hat section. Boy, you hats? Crown. Yeah, there are hats. Do you want a hat as well as a crown? I mean, I we can I, say, I think, why not? I think I'm cool with the crown. Okay. But I do want to roll on hats later. Okay. So, roll me a, D, a 1D100 for armor. I got By the way, this book is incredible. I got 38. Okay, 38. Armor of magnetism. Appearance. A suit of tarnished iron plate armor. Small metal items such as coins or clips or silverware will magnetically stick to the armor surface, seemingly regardless of metal type. It's electric. Yeah. Uh, enchantment. Three times per day, the user can use cause the suit to become magically magnetic. Any metal weaponry within 15 feet of the user will fly out of hands, pockets, or sheaths toward the user before falling to the ground at their feet. Other metallic objects, such as armor, coins, or jewelry, are not affected. Were there were the were the monsters carrying like weapons and chasing them? Oh, I I like the idea that ooh, what if like we said they were assassin vines? What if they were also like uh like metal worms or ooh. like not worms in the W O R M sense, but like the W Y R M sense? So like you know the purple worm from Dungeons yeah. and Dragons? It's like yeah. that, but like made of steel. Damn. And it flew toward her, and then she, what, yeah. like, uppercutted it back? She, like, pulled it towards her. She, like, you know, held out her hand. Like, as she is flo- floating down, like, Magneto with her arms raised. Yeah. She, like, you know, opens up her hands and just, like, rips these iron worms out of the ground. And then now they're twirling around her as she continues to just blast lightning birds and uh, metal spikes. These worms that were, like sandworm style like coming up out of the ground she's just like holding them and they're just floating like effortlessly around her i love that we're kind of just using this to describe an event yeah you know like what happened that day is that like and then she called upon the armor what is it called and then she called upon the armor of magnetism and like ripped metallic worms from the earth called them to her swirled them in a tornado and flung them away like you know all these cool dope things and now there's think of some knight somewhere wearing armor of magnetism ripping mm-hmm. coins out of your pocket and everyone's pocket change was pull, <laughs> pulled toward her and they were like oh no she's stealing she's robbing us as well <laughs> i guess this is good <laughs> my my snack money okay Okay, so I'm digging this, like, we're, we're finally seeing, like, this badass queen, and now she's got Magneto powers. Yeah. Just casually has Magneto powers. Um, weapons. Give All me right. a D100 for her magic weapon, please. Okay. 55. 55. She wields the Shatter Axe, a peculiar broad axe with a gray ash handle and a blade made completely of frosted glass. The blade is covered by a permanent layer of steaming frost. Enchantment. This peculiar axe is freezing cold to the touch, inflicting 1d6 frost damage on all those that touch the blade. The blade is also very fragile, with a 25% chance of shattering on impact, piercing the enemy with shards of needle-sharp glass. The broken broken blade regrows every night under the light of the moon. So imagine this weather-weaving... She lifts this axe and smashes it on the ground, and like... Ice storm. Like, imagine if all of a sudden you're running through the forest away from monsters and plants and horrible baddies, and and a blizzard happens, and all of a sudden lightning starts coming down and crows. Like, it suddenly gets freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Okay, in this one act, does it make? We've never talked about like climates, and we don't have to. Does she change the climate of Iron Hill to cold? I like that. 
Yeah. Like it becomes cold forever with this one. Yeah. She used so much of the shatter axe, like so much of its energy that it used to, I think, okay, my image for you is on this day during what's it called? Uh, what's this event called? Or does anyone even remember? What are we calling it? Um, it is called the day of the storm. Okay. So during the day of the storm, um, Haradris raised her great axe and air and cold fronts and all wind flowed into this axe and the shards of ice like the blade began to grow this icy icy glass it grew to like the size of like a school bus and she brought it down on the ground because like i have a feeling it was that horrifying where like we're talking millions of baddies are chasing like a couple hundred people Mm -hmm. and it caused such a blizzard such a storm that like the very climate of iron hill was shaped that day iron hill as we know it where it's like pretty chilly or it's like yeah. wintry or like there's just no it's like summer a, it's like a midwester i picture it's like a midwest uh, like a midwestern weather or like a uh oh like a maybe an eastern european like uh you know like the steps yeah, or yeah something yeah, yeah. like that where it's it's kind of weather wise it's kind of gray all the time can I give you a pitch? Yeah. Taylor LeBrecht just posted this. He posted a meme. I mean, it's not like he even made it. But it's... <laughs> sorry, Taylor. Um, Where it's about the Midwest weather. We're like, at one point during the morning, it's hot. Then it's cold. Then it snows. And then it thaws. And then it's raining. I'm kind of seeing that's what Iron Hill weather is now. Where it's like constantly in flux. Where like you wake up in the morning and it's gray. It could clear up and turn like 91 and then at night, it can drop down to, like, 30 or be sweltering. Or mm-hmm. it can just start snowing. Or, like, you know, a monsoon happens because of this event. Everything's kind of, like, in flux. Now, can I throw you a, can I throw you a pitch and sort of change this a little bit? Yes, please. Because there's a lot. There's a lot. Peeling back the curtain. There's a lot of, of elements to this that remind me of something else. Oh, Okay. Aaron, what we have here is an ice-themed object that is tied to the moon. Yes. Oh. I want you to think that through in AMFC context for half a second. Oh, dip. So, oh, like, dip. what I'm what I'm gonna say is that, like, you know, all these objects were like, you know, cast off to the bearers of these things, right? Like, Arthur's swords are just are are things that were not necessarily like that she didn't necessarily wield, but they were imbued with her power. It's stuff like that, right? Like it's stuff that she held, stuff that she imbued. This axe, though, like this axe was held by by a by a blade of the crackling thunder until the nocturne happens. Oh, and the nocturne happens and the axe shatters and does not recover. Oh, but Iron Hill is kept relatively safe oh when it shatters you know there was the shat there was the shattering of the crown and the shattering of the the haradras pact go baby of which we will not discuss further but know that the axe of the axe of the axe of the crescent moon the shatter axe was destroyed and would not return oh my oh my goodness oh my goodness oh my goodness Okay. I'm just throwing that shit out there and we'll call that a day. I don't know. I'm just, I like that's, that. That's stuff for later. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely stuff for later. Um, And I mean, we could keep, we could roll on another, one more item if you Let's want. Let's do it. Let's roll on one more item. What kind of item are you thinking? And I'll tell hat. you if we have a category for that. A hat? Okay. That doesn't need to be a hat. What else no. do we got? 
Oh, there's a lot. There's, um, hold on. Cuirasses and breastplates, bracers and gauntlets, shirts, pants, belts, shoes, cloaks, hats, gloves, miscellaneous, circlets, earrings, bracelets, necklaces, gotta rings. Gotta go for miscellaneous. I gotta go for miscellaneous. And miscellaneous in what category? Because there's jewelry, clothing. Every category has a miscellaneous. There's okay. tools, equipment, and household objects, containers, trinkets, Ooh, and knickknacks. objects. Okay, let's do that. Give me a 76 on household objects. Okay. Just because I want to throw in like a weird detail. Yeah, of course. You said 76. Yeah. The Bridal of Calm. A bridle made of soft gray leather. Small, quiet chimes have been affixed along the straps. Enchantment. The horse feels calmed and they become very difficult to spook or startle. <laughs> <laughs> that one just sucks. <laughs> no. Okay, no, I have a. Can't, I have a... can't spook that horse. You come up behind it, you clap, you go, Bleh! I I have a Love twist it. on that. I have a twist on the bridle of calm. Okay. If you wear the bridle of calm, it's just the belt. Imagine if Heratris wears a belt with small bells dangling yeah. from her waist. And when you have that on, you can face any fear you have. Suddenly, like once you clasp it, it's kind of a risky thing. Once you clasp that around your waist, you feel no fear. And everywhere you walk has a jingle that every time you hear that bell, it inspires courage in you and those around you. But you do run the risk of running headfirst into danger. I love that because I love it adding the supernatural element to that. You know, this element of like, God, I hope that she's on our side. Everybody hears this jingling and this these bells, these quiet bells on her belt. Yeah. And it's like, no, OK, go to the go to the keep. Fine. And she 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 warded off this 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 monstrosity, the monster, the monster bearer, the demon, the monster bearer, the demon or the demon that summons an army of monsters and chases things down. She stared down the monster bearer and dispensed of the monster bearer's horde and wrecked his shit with birds, lightning and ice. Yeah. (laughs) And the people of Iron Hill were safe in the keep. And, you know, suddenly, like they looked out and she was not there, nor was the monster bearer there, but objects you know some people there were there were those that were wearing her things right like you know someone ended up with a crown on their head and started hearing birds go hey where'd she go well no where'd she go where'd she go somebody wore a cape and somebody suddenly was wearing this cape and like flicked their wrist and had a sword in hand and then somebody was wearing a belt and was just like you know what i'm gonna throw it out there i think arthur was wearing this belt i was gonna say did you hear me almost interrupt you and go i have a pitch for you during that because I was like, I think Arthur wears the belt. And that's I'm like, so he wears happy. the spectacles, obviously. Like, that's like the, you know, the five stuff. But of these, like, Haradris items, the, you know, I think he wears the belt of, like, a belt of calm where he just mm-hmm. walks with a little jingle to him. And people think it's very silly, but everyone in his presence feels incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's why people are, like, drawn to him because it's like, I feel so calm and confident every time that Arthur enters the room. He break has an ease about him. Damn. So then can I can I throw you out another pitch? Oh God, yes. Big Jeremy is the only person that has been around Arthur without the belt on. Oh, both, baby. Both for sex reasons and for like, <laughs> uh, you know, like there's an emotion. You know, there's there's the I'm 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 putting it out there so that nobody else can put it out there for me. But also, so there's this element of like of like it it's shedding the responsibility, right? Like it is. It is, I have removed this belt so that you can know that the feeling of comfort you have around me is not magical. Yes. But there's also the tragedy that Jeremy has stopped hearing the jingle. 
Oh, no. Arthur has willed him to not feel that magic as a gesture of, of love of, I do not want you to, I do not want to magically influence you in any way. I want, you know, your feelings to be your feelings. But that also means that Art, that Jeremy, and there's some beauty to that, right? Like, yeah, if of course. Jeremy it's- is like, I want you to not feel, to not feel this magical sense of comfort. Also means that while they were alive together, there, there's an element that Jeremy is the one person that can talk to Arthur and go, you cannot think about doing this. Completely. I love this. I like the fact that it's, uh, can I, can I give you one more D20 roll? Yeah. Can you give me a D20 for musical instruments? Oh, you know I got it. You know I got to get a musical instrument. Give me a 17. These are all very good, by the way. This one is, you quite possibly rolled the greatest one. And this is what we should, like, wrap on for this. Okay. Because we've made this, like, powerful god character. Like, you know, she's, she's this incredibly powerful, like, spirit that, I don't know, should we ever get into, like, who she was, or is she Maybe just this not. presence that keeps them safe? She is a legend, you know. Who's to yeah. say any of this? Who's to say any of this is true? True. They could have just ran and like took shelter in a castle, and like the siege, you know, they just couldn't breach the walls of Iron Hill. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So nine seventeen or number seventeen is the awful accordion. <laughs> a simple accordion. The keys feel a little loose, but it is fully functional. Enchantment. Three times per day, the user can play a terribly off-tune song. Everyone within earshot will instinctively move away from the source of the music. <laughs> she has a shitty accordion. <laughs> this is her fun. Now, here's here's the thing. Here's the the, the thing I'm going to leave you on. Okay. I just want to I just want to leave you with like the idea that Jeremy owns this <laughs> and does not understand why no one wants to listen to his accordion. <laughs> doesn't know what it is arthur was like i gift you like the newest like the squire with like one of the haradras and it was just like a prank like because he you know we said he loves pranks yeah of course loves them and everybody all the other knights are like giggling at this like big ceremony there's like somebody wearing like a a cape the cape of blades and they just have all these swords on their back and on their hip and like somebody has the crown of crows and all the all that stuff the magnet armor and Jeremy's been like, I've been waiting my whole life for the opportunity to, like, wield one of these powerful magical items. And I think if no one's using it, it goes in, like, a vault, yeah. you know? So it's like, they, they opened the vault for me. The vault hasn't been opened. Like, they haven't taken a new knight in generations, uh, a member of the Crackling Thunder. And now I get, what the? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking accordion. And now Jeremy plays the accordion. Here's my very sweet ending to this. Yes. You know, everybody's giggling. Jeremy's like, what is this? Eventually, like, Arthur kind of pulls him aside later and is like, it's a, you know, we're it's a prank. We're messing with you. Like, we welcome you into our ranks, but we felt that we wanted to, you know, razz you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and, but now, a generation later, an eon, an age later, Jeremy plays the accordion by himself. Yeah. He does it. He plays the song that keeps everyone at bay, but he keeps playing because it's a memory. Yeah. And he's no good. Like, it's no good. He knows that it sounds bad. Yeah. But Jeremy doesn't leave. He just keeps playing because he's like, well, this was this was given to me by Arthur. This yeah. was this was this was this was an honor that was bestowed on me, even if they did it as a prank. And I'm going to treasure it. Yeah, it's still a really, it's a Haradris item. And like that kind of tradition, like that old school Iron Hill business, like he just is like, no, it's a part of all of Arthur may be dead, but he's still a part of me. He's a part mm-hmm. of all of us. Like he's a part of history. 
and I'm going to keep this going. And it also makes me think of him. You know, mm-hmm. every time I play this terrible instrument and everybody runs. <laughs> he knows it's terrible. He's like, what's, God, it sounds bad. but sounds I'm... real fucking bad, but I can't. Every time he, he used to try to learn songs, he'd be like, <laughs> Michael Road. You know that part of The Simpsons where he's playing the guitar, Reverend Lovejoy? Michael Road. But hold on. Hold on. I can get it. It was that, and everyone's laughing and leaving the room slowly, and Arthur just sat there listening to the entire song, and he was like, that was trash. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was awful. But yeah, Jeremy still plays it, and it's a very sweet moment. I think that's a wrap. That is totally a wrap. Damn. Thank you so much, Magical Girl Kira, for your prompt. Uh, Wow. If you'd like to submit a prompt of your own for the show, uh, there are a lot of ways that you can do it. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. You can go to our Discord at bit.ly slash Discord, Or... You can put, you can go to allmyfantasychildren.com. Yeah, go to our website and check out all things All My Fantasy Children. Um, and come chat with us in our Discord. Um, Jeff is a second podcast. While you're on the internet, listen to it. It's good. Party of One is an actual play focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend. We play a two-player game. We share some laughs, maybe a few tears. We have a really good time. New episodes drop every week at partyofonepodcast.com. All My Fantasy Children is proud to be part of the One Shot Podcast Network. Uh, go and check out our plethora of incredible podcasts full of amazing and inspiring stories like One Shot or Modifier or Backstory. Um, all of those things will make you a wiser and better player, person, tabletop enthusiast. Um, verbal huggo this week. Sometimes you're going to love things that are really silly and inconsequential, but love those things with every part of your being and truly, truly hold on to those things because... The thing is, sometimes those are the things that are really going to get you through the day. Sometimes you're going to roll at 69 on a 100-sided dice, and you're going to giggle about that for a little bit. And, like, that's going to bring a little bit of joy and light into, into an otherwise kind of crappy day. So, like, hold on to those joys, because, you know, life is unfortunately too short. And so those those joys, as inconsequential, as silly as they are, are meaningful and beautiful because they are a thing that brought you joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Find the things that bring you joy, savor them, enjoy them, and enjoy them. Just lean into them. Talk about, if you want to talk about castles and magical items and accordions, just do it. It doesn't matter if it's good, doesn't matter if it makes sense, it brought you joy. Yeah. And share them, share them with people in your life, share them with yourself, and and love them for what they are. 100%. I think that's a wrap. I think that's it. All right. Well, until next time, good night, good good game. game. Ew, no, this sucks. Heradric, no, absolutely not. We need something with a little bit more flair, a little bit more sparkle. Did you see what just happened out there? We need something that really says, we're coming for you, you know? Something big, something scary, like the Sword of Crackling Thunder or the Arthur's Knights of Order or Crackling Blades of... You know, something with a little bit of flair, something with a little bit of pizzazz. Don't y'all care about showmanship? You'd swear, one big catastrophe and I become the only person who makes sense around here. Heratric, that's just the name on the statue, man. Have some originality. 
The blades of crackling thunder. Think about it. Everybody would be like, oh, man, there come the blades of crackling thunder. There's Arthur. Wow, he looks so cool because he's got that belt. You see this belt? This belt screams class, elegance. All stuff that would totally be in the blades of crackling thunder. Something. Name pending. We'll figure it out. Come on, look how cool everybody looks. Do you really want to be called the Heradric Order? Yes! Okay, well, anybody else who wants to be cool, you can call it the Blades of Crackling Thunder. Because that's what its name is.